The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Tim's got that perfect radio voice. Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro. But does Tim even rap? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to give it a try? Sit back and relax your mind. You're tuned in to a good time. Unwind. Maybe spark one up. Because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as real as their asses. So listen up, men. Pull out your glasses. No topics taboo. But they ain't rude. Given that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time. Exploring the gravity of the feminine mind. Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> Get him, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach and Rena May. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to We Think Collective, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Lidabach. And I'm Rena May. Oh, sorry. I just tried to do something in the studio and it totally did not work. <laughs> Hashtag fail. Um, no, I loved it. I thought it was really cute. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, so what are we talking about today, Miss Rena May? I'd like to talk about some masculine feminine traits, celebrating the masculine feminine. Sorry, you guys, we just are just having accents come out. But I want to talk about the definition of feminine leadership in the market and what that is. And let's start by maybe describing what the opposite per Miriam dictionary is of masculine. You want to go into that first? Well, <clears throat> I think first we should give context. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we both have to work on that sometimes in our lives of why we felt like it's important to even define this. Cause we've already talked about feminine leadership on this show. And recently we were in a discussion around, uh, you know, what does that even mean? And we've, we've used this word feminine leadership and someone was like, well, what does that look like? Does that mean women leaders? And we were like, well, kind of not really actually, cause there's women who have, more masculine traits and there's men that have more feminine leadership traits. And so then we were like, well, then what is feminine leadership? What's the definition of feminine? And then you go on the internet on dictionary.com. I love the dictionary. And then you <laughs> research feminine and guess yeah. what it is? Um, the definition of feminine is, I just put a link here. <laughs> <It's> so <awful. laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> I can tell you what it was because it was basically like having qualities like that of a woman. So it was 100% inextricably connected to gender. Femaleness. And femaleness. Was, they yeah, actually femaleness. Used, and then they give you like related words. And the related words were like girly and effeminate, which P.S., if you just click on the definition of then effeminate, it is the most offensive word. Like to just be like, oh, you're so feminine. What they're really saying is you're like girly and effeminate. And P.S. effeminate is also related to masculinity. So it's just basically being like, 
you are just like not masculine at all. Ew. Ew. I can't. It's so gross. Ew. It's so gross. You're like so effeminate. <laughs> no. You, you said masculine and effeminate like 17 times in that one sentence. <laughs> I'm so lost right now. I just can't right now. I'm not even kidding you. Um, so what we're really trying to say is that the definition of feminine, don't even look it up because you might have... It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's like, not real. It's not real. And we're going to define that for you, what we think it is today in 2000 motherfucking 18. Thank you. Microphone drop. Bam. <laughs> yeah. It kind of pissed us off when oh, we looked it up. Yeah, it did. It made us a little boiled. So... <laughs> <laughs> boiled even a word did i just out myself um but so now let's well let's talk about what when you looked at masculine in webster's mm-hmm. dictionary yeah. because your memory's so good and you only put a link here in our notes <laughs> i did the same thing no for masculine i wrote it down because it got me it got me boiled <laughs> Okay, oh, wait, 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 let's stop here. So for the masculine one, and, and mind you, you guys, Heidi writes really good notes. Like, this is like a whole if good note. And so the fact that she didn't write any definition words for feminine means there was none. And for masculine, there are many. And Heidi, what are they? Well, what was funny, masculine, the definition was, again, very connected to the gender of male. However, the related words that it gave us were um energetic, forceful, vigorous, at what age? Masterful, and don't forget virile. Virile. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um that's basically the ability to copulate. So, um that's what masculine is. So it didn't just say of maleness. It did say that and also it gave related words that were more descriptive and certainly more complimentary and flattering and attractive so if you like they're not girly and effeminate they're energetic and forceful and vigorous and masterful okay so great virile but great question for you now Uh if you were to give feminine a new miriam related words what would those be Ooh, i would say empathetic is definitely one of them yes um do i have to come up with all of them i would say connectedness (laughs) connectedness connectedness Hmm. okay Mm -hmm. is one i would say well nurturing nurturing oh gosh yes um and these are kind of like the things we discussed in the episode of feminine our pillars of feminine leadership it's just that these are the traits that we've seen and and noticed that women bring and yet the world, whatever, our constructs of language don't provide any any structure to that or any support for us to see ourselves in a different way. We're seen only as girls. Yeah. Soft girls who aren't manly. And don't have apparently any energy or force or vigor. <laughs> <laughs> we're certainly not masterful because we're girly. Yeah. So this is this is why we, you know... I don't want to diss masculinity. Because it's absolutely a great, there are so many good traits of masculinity. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't really believe, I guess maybe we're wrong. 
I don't know, according to Webster's Dictionary, we may be wrong because I don't really believe that femininity is exclusively intertwined with the gender of woman. And I don't believe that masculinity is exclusively aligned with the gender of male. I believe we both carry the potential for varying degrees of both or either and that there are traits of femininity that belong in the leadership sphere yeah. in order to bring better harmony and balance. When I think about that, I think about my roles in business in the mm. past. And when I graduated from college, you know, you go into business, a lot of what I learned was definitely masculine traits, right? It's like you study, you make money, you make sure that you're doing well and blah, 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 blah. But I never took a course or had a feminine leader, for example, and and tell me like the different ways that I could be a really good leader and be a great woman. Mm. Now, growing up, I am, I'm understanding what being feminine is like, mm-hmm. like because I'm around women who love and embrace their femininity as artists, as moms, as like these creators. And I'm like, dude, that's so dope. And just recently, like literally just a few years ago, did I finally consider myself a real artist? And that was a big breakthrough for me because in my head, artistry was more weak and maybe like the the things that they call feminine. And now I realize that artistry is probably the most beautiful gift I can bring into this world. As a person, as a human, I would even say. Yeah, I actually like that you said that because you said a few things just now. One, One thing that triggered for me was not being taught really, or prepared for leadership, um, which I, I, that's one thing I think we hope changes in the future. We believe girls should also be taught the importance of leadership. Not all of them are going to be leaders, but some of them can and should, and we need them. Mm-hmm. And we need you. You're a leader inside of your company now, and you're able to create transformation in the lives of all of your staff, your your vendors, so many people that you relate to from this position of leadership. You go and talk to girls groups at Girl Scout groups and elementary schools. You're a leader in your community. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. And I love that you're a person who's also invested in learning how to grow as a leader. And you see that as an important part of your role in your community and in your life. Um, and one of the things that I think I got sparked on that you have that's a value is your intuitive and that's not a thing that's traditionally associ- associated with leadership necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not forceful or energetic or masterful um, to be considered masterful to be intuitive. And yet to me, I think if one can learn to be super in tune with their intuition and hear that as it's changing and moving and flowing, that that is mastery. Oh, gosh. Can I just tell you how I feel right now? Yeah. I feel like... So I've been reading these books. I read everything from The Law of Attraction. I watch The Secret, Wayne Dyer, John Maxwell, every, mm-hmm. a lot. You name the author, I've probably read something from them. All men those are, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ex- let me talk about the women that I've read. <laughs> it's okay. It's not even that many. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Um, my favorite authors are Don Miguel Ruiz and Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. And... So by me like studying all this and not getting my master's degree, all of my family, you guys, I have three brothers and sisters. They're either doctors, masters, PH, like they are very successful people. And I kind of felt bad for not getting my master's degree or my dad always wanted to become a lawyer. I'm like, 
but I'm good. I, I'm committed to spend the next however long I'm human to study my intuition. Mm. And is that bad? Like I just spent a thousand dollars on books and classes this year. Is that does that make it bad because it's not a recognized degree that I can use in science? I don't think it makes it bad. I think it's good to be a learner. Being a learner is important to staying adaptable and to being resilient in the face of inevitable challenges in life. So, so you're I think saying it's good. that you'll give me an honorary PhD in intuition in like two years from now? <laughs> if I were authorized to give you an honorary PhD, you would already have it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Thank you. No, but there's another thing that you said, um, which was being creative and that that's a human trait. And I think that's that's a beautiful, beautiful statement. Both men and women, I believe, are creators, that we are creative by nature and that that is an essential part of what we're here to do. And I believe that the best case scenario would be when we have the masculine and feminine energies working together in harmony at the helm of companies. And for somebody, if I were a board of, on a board of directors, for example, um, which I am, but if I were for a major corporation, I would think it would be awesome to see them considering things like, do we have a balance of masculine and feminine energy in our C-suite? Because it feels a little overly masculine right now. That doesn't seem healthy. I think we need to fix that. You know, like how amazing would that be? Dear major corporations in America, we would really love you to consider what your balance of energies are in your company. And let's start at the top levels of your board of directors. Mm -hmm. Very much so. If you look around and your board of directors is 90% male. You have a problem. Yeah, you have a problem. I, I think that that is not a fair balance. Well, and... The word fair is a little triggering, mm. I think, um, because what I think is fair or not fair, which I, I agree with you, I don't think it's fair, but I also think it's just dumb. Yeah, it's let's dumb. just talk about it. It's, it's not going to work as well. Like <laughs> men left without the checks and balances of the feminine Okay, here, let me back it up a Break little bit. Break it down. Let, let me back it up a hey. little bit. We've talked about Kate Rayworth before. I'm obsessed with her. She, I, I said her name wrong on our last podcast, so please forgive me, Kate Rayworth. We love you. We want you to be a, a guest in the future. Um, she's the one who created Donut Economics. Mm-hmm. Um, I just listened to her on a podcast the other day, and she was talking about, um, you know, just the ways in which we are changing now and what's the most important thing for us to be able to do. And um, the interview had asked like, well, what are we supposed to do about this to like turn into a more regenerative economy and, and calculate the economy. And one thing she said is we really need to, the most powerful thing we can do is change the way we think. And she's like, Amen. Can you say that one more time, please? The most powerful thing we can do is change the way we think. We don't always have to go right into a doing beyond that. Because if we can't change the way we think, we can't change anything else anyway, right? Absolutely. But also, she talked about that one of the crucial places to start is in the way we even think of the economy. What is the economy? The economy traditionally was the health of a household. Mm -hmm. The household. And over time, that's expanded to be a city, a state, a country, 
And now, according to her, and I 100% agree, it should expand to the world, Mm -hmm. right? But even in expanding to that level of vision in terms of how we design our economy, we still need to remember that an economy is a household. Mm -hmm. And that cannot be measured. The health of that cannot be measured solely on the dollar amount that the person that goes out and works brings back in. Because how is that person fed? Who washed the clothes that's on that person's back when they go out to work? All of those things feed into that person's ability to earn that income and therefore to discount and discredit the importance of what happens in the home from the overall health of the economy is dumb. It is stupid. We have to stop thinking that way. Kate Rayworth blowing our motherfucking minds. I'm serious. (laughs) Like it's so expansive and we want to totally talk more about it. Mm -hmm. So we will meet you after the break. That's right. So take a break. Tita Meme, what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle saying for Meme Jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love, then look no more. Meme Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. Meme, Meme, come to Meme. Meme, the jewelry that loves you back. The jewelry that loves you back. Oh my God, Lily, that was perfect. Visit MeimeiJewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC podcast for 15% off. That's MeimeiJewelry.com or click the link in our show notes. Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read, or better yet, listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound Sign up for a free 30-day membership trial and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. So a super awkward thing just happened at the break right now. I oh welcome back, you guys. But anyway, I just have to tell this story because it's kind of funny and it ties into my PhD in intuition. Okay. Okay. So there's a there's a point. I went outside, Heidi and Tim are sitting here, and I said, You guys, I have to go outside real quick. And instantly I thought they think I need to fart. So okay. They <laughs> totally think, thought that. they think I need to fart, so I gotta go outside. Did you think that Heidi? Of Probably. course. <laughs> so I went outside, but honestly what I needed to do is cut cords. Um, I am very intuitive with energy with inside myself. And this is part of the, a leadership skill that I have. And I understand when I'm carrying something and I understand when I need to release it. And I learned a technique when I took pranic healing classes on how to cut the energy cords in my body that don't feel good. And so I literally went outside and I cut the cords and I feel fucking amazing now. Whether you believe in this woo woo stuff or not, I don't know, placebo, I don't care, but the energy in my body just shifted. So guess what? That is feminine. She's back. Boom, bitches. I'm going to have a diploma on my wall to show you that it works one day. I love it. Um, Well, that's great. 
Thanks. I'm glad you feel better and your pranic energy cords have been restored to full harmony. Boom. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. No, um, all right. So we were just talking about Kate Rayworth blowing yeah. our minds right before the break. And in the context of feminine leadership or what even the feminine is here to bring to us right now and why it's so important that it's brought to the forefront, why it's ex- important that for to us that we expand on it. Um, I think there's some amazing women that we would like to shine a light on because I think just by changing the way we think about things, the things we think about change. And a lot of these women are major thought leaders on things that we weren't even talking about before. Love thought leaders. Right? So, yeah. So one of the books that I'm reading now mm-hmm. um, is Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In. Yeah. Yeah. You're Woo, welcome. You, you guys, just read the first 10 pages. It's just like, gosh, dang. Like, I thought of these things, but when she puts it in her context of thinking of these things, I'm like, wow, they really would have made a huge difference in my life. Yeah, seriously. So especially young women, I would love to see young women read it. I think it's great read for men. I don't know if the guys out there are interested. But hey, you have more and more female bosses these days. Um, Lots of women starting businesses who value feminine leadership traits. So you guys might need to start, you know, sharpening your swords a little bit in the marketplace if you want to have more job opportunities. We've had situations with We Think Collective where We've literally been kind of asked, like, if it's even kosher for us to hire guys or not. Ooh, good question. Uh, I think that we come up across this because we're a female leadership platform. Sometimes people think of it and, you know, a secret social club for women entrepreneurs that we're committed to women and to supporting women's growth. But can we hire men? Mm. Mm. Hey, put your comments below. We'd love to hear them. Well, yeah, I'd love to hear what, what the listeners think about it. Like... And also, I think, you know, the context for me is that we aren't pro-woman at the cost or or we don't believe that we need to diminish men in order to expand feminine leadership, right? And, Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I love about Sheryl Sandberg, to be honest, is she really presents the facts in a way that's, it's, it's reasonable, it's matter of fact, it's an acceptance of what is which is super important. You can't create any change if you're not ready to accept what is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's inclusive. She it's, thinks, yeah. It is inclusive. Yeah. And it gives you insights into the challenges that men have with women being in the workplace in the ways that we are, right? Mm-hmm. But I think also you look at, I don't know, you finished the book? No. Oh, okay, yet. I don't want to ruin things. Yeah. But I will say... Um, you're not willing to ruin it for me, but you'd ruin it for all the other people that haven't read it? I know. Good point. There's a point later on where she goes into a bit more about her partner. And, you know, obviously, she's a driven woman. She's the COO of Facebook. You don't become that if you weren't about your career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody wants that path. And we don't think that's the only path to success. But she's clearly successful. So um, that said, <laughs> she talks about in her book that, you know, she probably couldn't do it if she had chosen a different kind of man as her partner and that she had, she felt really blessed that she had a partner, a male who really respected and valued her feminine leadership qualities and her ambitions and was willing to bring to bring forth his own feminine qualities, I think in ways 
to be in more harmony with her as co-leaders of their family, of their household economy. Mm -hmm. And they knew how to manage that holistically as a, as a pair. Um, I just loved that. And I loved how she kind of talks about for women, that's our responsibility to make sure that we find a partner who can do that. If you're a woman who wants to be a COO someday, right. Mm -hmm. And that there are men out there who are not only willing, but absolutely able to share that kind of a harmonious role with a woman without being intimidated by her or feeling like it makes him less than somehow. I I tell Heidi because, you know, we look at hiring people and for different things within We Think Collective, and we do come across that. Do we hire men? Mm-hmm. And for me, the way I look at it, it's not a man or woman that we're hiring. It's an energy that we're hiring. Right. It, it's totally an energy. And when we meet somebody and we feel their energy and their values align with ours and their mission, and they're in no way blocking our mission and saying, you shouldn't say that or do that, like, and they're more empowering us, I'm down for whatever. You mm-hmm. can be a gorilla and I just need you because whatever, but I'm just down for working with really good people with good energy except our secret society is only women right now because i kind of love being around them a little bit more if i'm gonna be honest well i feel safer look it's a club and we're absolutely within our legal rights to have it be a women's only club Mm -hmm. um and it's essential in order for it to be the safe space for it to have its purpose but does our brand we think collective somehow violate our um underlying values and principles if we hire men and Kate Rayworth. (laughs) Um, She actually had a really good take on this. It wasn't related to male, female things at all. It was kind of related to this, this idea of the economy and the need for that to be transformed. And she was saying, you know, it gets tricky when you start to focus too much on the to-dos and creating all these strict rules and guidelines and policies about that. Like, we never hire men. And frankly, I would not feel good doing that. Yeah, I'm, it's icky to me. I don't like that. Um, so, but we do want to hear what you guys think. So please tell us. But also, she was like, I think you should look for guiding principles, guiding values, Mm -hmm. and use those to help you make your decisions rather than fixating on very specific solutions, like we're only hiring women. Okay, instead, look at like you said, guiding principles. And in our case, the guiding principle is or is do they have Uh, feminine leadership qualities. And frankly, that's a part of why we felt we needed to define feminine. Because when we looked at the dictionary, and it's girly, and effeminate, then it's like, well, fuck, I don't, that's not, we're not hiring guys that are girly and effeminate. If we hire a guy, that's bullshit. Yeah, totally. And so then we, we were thinking of even, for example, you, Tim, our podcast producer, he's a man. (laughs) <laughs> he, just, he just mentioned that today, in fact. He was like, I'm a man. We were like, really? Good thing we, we actually do. had noticed that, Tim, <laughs> to your credit. Uh, because he's not effeminate. He's totally a man. He's a man's man. He's Mr. Techie and does all that kind of stuff. He's a father, committed husband and father. And he's the leader of his household. He's absolutely um, holding that space for his family. But he also really, in his energy to your point with mm-hmm. us, he held space for us and for our feminine energy. And and there's something about his traits as a man. Can, can I tell you yeah. one example of how Tim held space? Okay. Please. So when we were first 
thinking about the podcast, we knew we wanted to hire someone to do it. We met with Tim and immediately Heidi and I loved him. Let's yeah. be honest here. We really loved him. But after Tim left, me and her freaked out about just doing a podcast period. And we were backpedaling. We weren't answering messages. We kind of wanted to, we kind of wanted, we kept changing the date in our mind. And then we finally flat out said, why don't we tell Tim our concern? Like be really vulnerable and transparent with him. And we invited him back to the studio and said, Tim, we're really nervous about shooting four episodes in two hours. We don't know how we're going to do it. Literally. We didn't cry. Like we didn't cry, but we were really scared. And you know what Tim said? Tim said, I understand. Like really coming from- He had empathy. He totally had empathy. He did. And empathy in a way where he believed in us that we can do it, but he understands that there was a comfortability level and a trust level that needed to be built up front for us to be able to do that. So- Mm He had empathy and he realized that we needed him to nurture us a little bit in that moment. And he did both of those things. And so those are, I think, feminine leadership qualities that men can learn to adopt. Just like women for the last however many decades have been having to learn and adopt the masculine traits. And some have done so to their own detriment, Mm -hmm. frankly, um, and the detriment of many people who work for them, by the way. <laughs> Just saying, and we've talked about that. But um, yeah, so let's go back to some of these women who are bringing us kind of perspective altering uh, science right now. Okay. Through their leadership. So we talked about Cheryl Sandberg. Sandberg. We've talked about Kate Rayworth. Let's else? talk about the, uh, so one of the things that, I, I had experience with a year ago was going to the Tory Burch Foundation dinner with Bank mm. of America. I think it was uh, with a bank in coalition with a bank. So Tory Burch, the brand, she's a lifestyle brand, beautiful bags, and she's most known for her bags and her shoes, like and her bright orange mm. and gold. That's her signature. Okay. Um, and she believes in women entrepreneurs, and so she made this thing where she wanted to, I think, empower ten thousand. Um, women entrepreneurs and she started it with doing a program that was a couple months and it was the Tory Burch Foundation and she basically gave you guides and mentors for a whole full year fully paid for and sponsored and I don't know if they got a little bit of money through it or got to work personally with the banks because of to get picked was a process too I didn't I wasn't even ready to apply wow yeah, I, I wasn't even at a point where, because I knew how involved it was. Mm-hmm. But so many of the women that came through it were like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like. Because you learned concrete things like projections and financial business models and branding, but you also learned how to lead in a feminine way and mm. build, bring people together. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I love that about Tori Burge, bomb. Seriously, I mean... You guys know we love women. <laughs> Not in a lesbo way, um, but we just think women are so awesome. And the fact that like Tori Birch, I don't know her name, but the lady who founded Project Project Runway, she created something called Project Entrepreneur that's like an incubator program, similar sounding program. So I think Kendra Scott has done something like that. So a lot of these ladies that have been super successful, Diane Von Furstenberg is is renowned and known to to mentor other women and empower other women through her company. I love that about women. And it's something that you see all across the world. Um, When you invest in women, uh, and I'm sorry, guys, we're not saying you guys aren't worthy of the investment, but hello, we got 3% of the VC funding last year. So it's unbalanced 
And I think it's worth shifting perspective about women being a worthy investment. And we are only 8% of all the boardroom seats. C-level positions yeah. in Fortune 500, it, yeah. It's it's crazy. So like yeah. we're not even able to help influence decision. It's so far from balanced at the highest levels. Yeah. Correct. Totally. Yeah. And yet we've seen that women pay back at 90% rates across the world when, when you invest in them. They hire their their neighbors, their children, their cousin, their aunt, their sister, um, they change the face of the community when they get those investments. And that's just something I love so much about us. There's a few other women that have been, I think, major thought leaders in the social science space, like Brene Brown on vulnerability. I swear, since she started talking and doing her talks, like, vulnerability is the buzzword, mm. right? Like, when, we didn't used to talk about that. No. When I was raised, my impression was you don't show weakness Mm -mm. why would you ever want to show someone your weakness lead with your strengths and p.s i do believe you should lead with your strengths but i also have learned in part from you my friend rena may that you don't have to be awesome all the time yes it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to show your weakness to the right people when you're safe I, i i'm we're gonna end with this I'm going to leave you with this message that someone gave to me last Friday. I want to give to you. I am giving you, the listener, yes, you, permission to not be great today. Just be whatever you want to be. From our heart to yours. Yeah, goodbye. And if you want to comment like we asked, you can go to our website, wethinkcollective.com, or IG. You can hit us on the DM uh, at wethinkcollective. See you next week.